Welcome, welcome everyone in this episode of Owning Her Health. I got a special treat with an in-person meetup with a local goddess here in Charlotte named Danny Cook. Danny is not only a self-made entrepreneur, but she is the owner of Digital Fit Marketing Solutions. She's an artist, a poet, an author, and a local activist with her projects, Pin Up Project Charlotte, which is a really cool one you'll hear. She's getting women to embrace love for their body and Free Hug Charlotte, which is bringing some relief, local relief to some social pains. But there's even one more special reason I had Danny on, and that is because she is a veteran and lots of her current stories come from some of that pain as well as for some others. So let's hear what's growing up into her own struggles with her power, her beauty, her love. Listen to some real talk that she shared in Owning Her Health right now. Welcome to this episode of Owning Her Health with your host, Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. Join Lisa as she starts the conversation on what it really takes to become a healthy, wealthy, and whole CEO of your life. Listen in to real talk by real lady leaders in all walks of life as they open up on personal health stories, wealth, career, and feminine abundant living. Learn how to grow by owning your body, expanding your mind, and aligning your soul with the purpose only you can pursue in this world. Happiness begins with owning her health right now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Owning Her Health. Dr. Lisa Holland, Integrative Physical Therapist here. And today I have a treat for you guys. Um, Danny Cook is my guest today. <laughs> and she is local here in the Charlotte area with me. And I wanted her on my podcast because she has an interesting story with her own personal development, her own owning of her own health uh, through a couple of different things. But she's also doing and turning that, which I love about seeing in my guests and, and my friends and people around is turning that pain or turning that suffering into something that's just amazing and something that will be helpful to other people so yeah. Danny thank you very much why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story okay, okay. Uh, so I am Danny Cook and thank you for having me first thank you and uh, so the journey has been interesting um, and I, I'm not one for labels right so uh, I am self-employed I have an internet marketing company but it's almost like these two different lives. So here's here's the deal with me. So I've gotten to this place in my life where I'm doing exactly what you're talking about is making the pain worth something, making the pain have a purpose. Um, and what I have found for me is the more I do my own work, the desire to help other people heal and do mm. their own work just just grows and grows and grows. And it's funny because I said the other day, I said, I'm becoming a mush. <laughs> I'm becoming a mush. Um, I'm a person who didn't ever want to cry. And now it's like because um, as you do your work, you connect to other people and you can right. feel other people and you, you're just compassionate. So we've got a couple of projects. My focus, even though I work, I've always been drawn to teens and women. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my two major group. Not to say that men, I can't help you too, but <laughs> teens and women are pr right. predominantly who I'm drawn to. Right. And so we're doing a couple of different things. We're doing a pinup project here in Charlotte. Okay. And then it's going to grow into um, this vision that I have called the We Are Beautiful campaign. But my goal is uh, I'll finish my life coaching certification oh, in yeah. six weeks. And so my goal is to um, is to help. This is the, my kind of my tagline. It's helping by healing. That's mm, pretty much it. Helping by healing. Yep. That's so, beautiful. I mean, by labels, I'm a disabled vet. And, you know, I've had physical challenges and spiritual challenges and, you know, uh, emotional challenges. Um, but they help you grow. And I wouldn't, this is the place where I think everybody has to get is you get to the place where you wouldn't change them. Because mm -hmm. if I changed any of them, even the really bad things, I wouldn't be where I am. And you, when you get to the place where you love who you are, 
you wouldn't change anything that makes you that person, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And I think uh, Danny makes a good point there that especially when I'm dealing with um, pain and 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 struggle, that, that very body thing, that there's layers there. There's layers to it. There's story there. Yeah. There's, there's stuff that you don't even notice is blocking you from what it is you know that you want. Mm-hmm. And I really love that you know, you're owning it. You're not just owning your, you know, your holistic health, but you are really owning the story, the story behind it. And I had seen a um, Facebook Live that you had done where you were saying about the difference between story and truth. And I think, you know, I think that that's really important, especially for like young women. Mm -hmm. Uh, This day and age, you know, we have them just even looking at the social media and what's going on a real confusion about what is truth out there, but even more so what is truth in here? Can you talk a little bit about kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. So, um, I, I happen to love Ayala Van Zandt, right. And, um, she talks a lot about your truth and your story or people being addicted to your story. And so my story, like if I were going to give you the rundown, my story is, you know, my dad died when I was six months old and my mom had an alcoholic boyfriend when I was a kid who abused her and my brothers and I was molested as a kid and raped when I was in the military. And mm. those are the stories, right? And I think the reason people get addicted to the stories is when you say them, people go, oh my gosh, and oh my gosh, you're so strong and you're so amazing. And that makes us feel so good, right? So we get addicted to the story. Um, but the truth is, is that it's it's not about the story. It's about who the story makes you become. And if you haven't grown past the story, my loves, that means <laughs> it's because you're not doing your work. Right. So when you start to grow past the story and you get to this place where you can go back and understand your pathology, what's happened to make you make the choices that you have in your life. And then you can go, well, see, when I figure out why I'm doing things, then mm. then I can then I can start to make a conscious choice, mindfulness like that. Okay, so mindset is this word that everybody's throwing around. Mindset, right. mindset, mindset. But there's a difference between just knowing what your mindset is and being mindful. Mm. Mindfulness is a conscious choice. It's a practice that we make in terms of how we let something impact us and how we how we deal with things. Um, and it doesn't mean, I keep telling people just because I meditate and pray, doesn't mean that you won't get it if you if you need to get it. Right, the lessons. Yeah. The lessons have to happen. People don't understand that I'm not, you know, you, you don't have to be Mother Teresa or Gandhi, right? Like, it's not like you can't, you can't, you know what I mean? But the idea is this, is that, so like the other day I saw a photo, all the ladies will be able to, to film me on this. I saw a photo <laughs> of one of my exes. Totally lied to me, totally used, totally abused. I chose it though, right? So I have to own my part in that. I ignored my little inner inner warnings that came up. But I saw him just smiling like he was all enjoying life. <laughs> and I put up a Facebook post and I said, I would love to say that I'm so spiritually advanced that I could see that and not want to drop kick him for a moment. <laughs> right. But, but the truth is, I'm human. So what do I have to do? First of all, I have to acknowledge that part of me because she was hurt. Right. And she has a right to kind of feel that way for a minute. And then I go, okay, we're over that now. Let's focus on something else. And so the growth is in saying, hey, it's okay. Yeah. And then moving on to choose something different. That's, so that's story great. and truth. Definitely. Because, and that's really my impetus with even, you know, my, 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 my story with wanting this podcast, you know, 
start her conversation is the t is the hashtag I'm using for these conversations because we don't have these conversations anymore. We're not in this truth. We're looking at an Instagram yeah. picture or a Facebook picture and be like, man, her life's so great. My life stinks. And yeah. that ain't true. Everybody has a story. And in fact, the ones that shine the brightest, I find, such as myself, we're the diamonds in the rough that had to, we needed to get that rubbing to shine. And yeah. I think that's that's definitely so important. And I fear, I fear for the next generation, I have a 17 year old daughter, how much, you know, with things being maybe a little bit more convenient, them being able to distract themselves a little bit from the truth, yeah. that they can get really caught up in that story. So Danny, what you were talking about, about her and things like that, I kind of relate to that with my clients in terms of the inner guru goddess tribe, the tribe that guru gal and that young maiden and that mama guru and, and, and then the matriarch, the wise matriarch. And I really do believe you're born with all these guides. Mm -hmm. You're just more in tune at certain times in your life with yeah. them. And unfortunately, we grow and we grow away from the, the youth voices. Yeah. And when we're young, we don't listen to that older wiser voice that intuition like you were talking about that thing inside that told you i shouldn't be with this guy right I'm, I'm i'm worth more than this or something like that um do you think right now talking back like do you ever go back to your inner inner child or that inner mm -hmm. inner gal and have that conversation what do you think one of the one or two really key points you think you you need to speak to her about or you find yourself really speaking to her about <sighs> So for me, it was understanding, again, my pathology and what I was taught love is. Mm. So understand in my house, love was holding on to relationships that hurt you. Love was accepting lies and dishonesty and just truth and disrespect. Mm -hmm. So that's how love was demonstrated in my home. Love was letting people hurt you repeatedly mm. and still opening the front door and cooking them breakfast. Like that was love in my house. Right. So what my job now is to go back and talk to that little girl and say, baby, that is not what love is. And love, look, I have goosebumps. No, no. <laughs> love, love, because, because when yeah. you're doing your work, you it's tap real. into that like, truth, love is you know not, it because you'll feel the emotion. Yeah. You'll feel her still. You feel She's her. there. She's connecting with you. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. so, and so you go back and you have to say, baby, that is not what real love is. Right. And matter of fact, love is not an external thing. Mm -hmm. Love, is, so love is within you. And so if you had talked to me, geez, four years ago, four or five years ago, I was adamant that you did not have to love yourself in order to love other people. Because as a mom, I definitely loved my kids, right? right? But it's a different love. It is a different love. And that's what people don't, we've, we've taken that word and it's just not accurately represented as to what real love is. Um, and so you cannot give that what you do not own, what, mm -hmm. what you don't have, mm -hmm. right? So if you don't have self-love, you can't give it in from anywhere else. And so that was my greatest gift to the little girl in me was to go back and say to her, and it, don't get me wrong, this is a repeated conversation. Yeah, it's not a one time. No, because for 40 years, she thought love was this thing. So she's not going to unlearn in three years what she learned and practiced perfectly. Right. She was good at it. <laughs> She's good. She was a master. Yeah, she was a master at putting herself second. She was a master at putting everybody else first. She was a master at, get this, giving and then being mad when people took. Mm. Like, we're a master at that, right? Um, and so uh, so as I continue to kind of do that work, there's a continual education that, that happens. I personally believe that you're, the reason you're on this planet is to continue to grow. 
and to continue to evolve um, and to and to kind of ascend, if you will. And if you're not doing that, it's almost like the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> you just, yeah. It's funny. Like I didn't. There's really, a lot of wisdom. You don't get that movie until you go through some crud. Yeah, you don't get the entirety of it until you literally feel like you're on the outside looking at everybody else. Like I'm in my car some days and I watch people driving and I'm like, you are so in the matrix. <laughs> like <laughs> you are not in touch because when you're in touch, it's just a different experience. And, um, and I had a girlfriend of mine, one of my best friends asked me last the other day, she said, when did you become such a hippie? <laughs> and I said, what? As she, if it's a bad thing. Yes. She was like, I don't know. You're all like love and meditation. Like, I don't know when, cause they're used to me being, I'm the tough girl. Mm -hmm. I'm the girl that would cuss you out just as soon as look at you. I'm the girl that, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm the gym girl. I love the gym. And I love weights and all those kind of things. And she was like, I'm just not. And I said, she said, it's not a bad thing. That's what she said. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just not used to it. And um, my response to her was, um, I'll tell you this really quickly. So in June, my ex-father-in-law passed away. Now, mm -hmm. we were not friends. We did not like each other, but I adored his wife, and she adored me. So she's still my mother-in-law, even though I divorced her son. And I couldn't make the funeral so I, because I was going to do a pinup, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so I drove up on that Thursday, and I got there at 9 o'clock at night. She was laying in the bed. She's like 70, 73, and she tapped the bed, and she said, come on, come on up here. So I crawled up on the bed with my mother-in-law, and we lay in the bed, and we talked for hours. And she's a devout Christian and whatever. And so we shared different stories and different things because there are things that I was taught when I was little that I don't necessarily believe now. And um, and I said, Mom, I said, let me ask you this. I said, you knew me when I was married to your son. Mm -hmm. When I was in church, we were youth leaders. We were going to church four or five days a week, right? Sunday school, right. intercessory prayer, Bible study, right? And I said, and you know me now. Which me do you see the most God in? And she said, the you now. And I said, well, then that's all I need to know. And that, because that light, mm -hmm. that light that shines, and you um, brought up a really important thing, I think, with anyone who's trying to bring together that flame inside, um, the resistance you get sometimes okay. from people that are well-meaning, yes. they're your friends, but because it's weird and odd for them to see you that way or they don't know how to approach that yeah. new version of you, the evolved version of you, so there's some people sometimes that'll try to pull you back mm -hmm. because it's much easier for them to have you back with them than for them to maybe meet you or come up a little bit to a higher level of relating to themselves because yeah. a lot of times you'll be in dis you know when you're in a dysfunctional relationship with yourself or that intimacy that you're speaking of mm -hmm. you know i work a lot with if i work with a woman with trauma or this long story there's an intimacy issue there with yourself and then that just gets reflected out in the relationships you make yep. and so you start to really see that mm -hmm. so is there do you think that like your process or with what you learned what do you think you you kind of do or you were mentioning that you when you get that resistance is there any little pearls of wisdom or anything that that your wisdom has told you now in the process that you can give advice for other people that are meeting that resistance especially when it's the ones that they love yeah or they think they love or you know, yeah i mean it's like, coming up in i'm their dealing life. with it with my family and with my friends because like on my bookshelf at home you will see you'll see a bible You'll see, you might see a tarot card or two. You <laughs> might see, uh, you know, just different books. You'll see a book by Osho and whatever, whatever, right? And so 
they're not really sure kind of what to make of everything. And, um, and so one of the things, one of the greatest things that I've read in my lifetime was The Four Agreements by Miguel oh, yeah, Ruiz. I love that. Mm -hmm. So whenever these things come up for me, I remember the second agreement, which is the hardest. The second agreement, in my opinion, it's the hardest because the second agreement says don't take anything personal. Mm. So what I have to remember is that when people say those things to me, it is not about me. It is not about my change. It's about them. There's something in them that whatever's going on with me, it's bringing up something for them. And if they're not ready to deal with it, if they're not sure what it looks like, if they're not sure, you know, how to, how to, if they're not ready to do their work, then it can cause them to react a certain way towards right. me. And that's challenging because it's people that we love and we want them to feel a certain way about us. But that's why doing your work is so important because when you love where you are, um, check this out, this great quote a friend gave me, it says this, it says, a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. So my experience where I am right now, the things that I feel every day, the communion, the relationship that I have, and where I am, you you can't tell me where I was was better because my experience tells me different. Mm. You can't tell me that God isn't pleased with me. You can't tell me that you can't tell me anything like that because my experience tells me different. And so you're able to stay grounded even when those people feel that way. And, you know, they either learn to adapt or in the case of some friends and family, they may fall away. And yeah. sometimes that's okay. You just hold space for them. And then trust that it'll all work out. And I had another uh, uh, interview with one of my mentors, Jessica Drummond, and she was mentioning even with her work with developing the um, Integrated Women's Health Institute, it really came down to who she was hanging out with and seeing a different support or, you know, different ideas. And it's very important to understand that you need to be around the people and the web of support that is going to support you with where you're at. And yep. you can't, you know, it only gets you stronger to be able to then visit some of those other levels you were at. And I think that's that's super, super important um, because then you can always be celebrating the, the progress because this right. is hard work, especially if you're a catalyst, if you're in that, you know, like for me bringing in yoga therapy into the Charlotte market. I mean, I needed to make my own space because I went to, you know, the YMCA or I went to studio. They didn't know what the hell I was talking about. They didn't understand <laughs> what I was saying about doing. And, um, and so now it's like normal, you know, like I don't need my wellness center. Everybody's doing it. I mission accomplished, but you, there's that time that you're like, Am I crazy? What am I doing? And even with my micro practice and physical therapy, I mean, it's like, why don't I have that big machine or this or that? You have to be able to be around or find those people and find your tribe, really. So yeah. how are you doing that right now? What what kind of things are you, you've spoken about a couple of projects. So yeah. what are you working <laughs> in, in massaging that right so, now? Uh, so here's what I love is that I, the universe just keeps bringing me awesome people. And at the, it's funny because at the time that they come into my life, I don't know what mm -hmm. their purpose is. So back when, because I'm a poet and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I was doing an event in New Bern, North Carolina in 2011. And Angelina Doyle, uh, who's the director of the, the New Bern Civic Theater, is there. And she's what I call a dream weaver. She has the amazing ability to weave people together. Nice. And uh, so we came down there for the pinup project. So, um, And it was amazing. And now we're doing it in Charlotte. So I'll tell you what it is really quickly. So we, we have 25 women that got together. And there's uh, a guy by the name of David English who makes these amazing cigar box guitars. And so the pinup project is coming down. And you pick whatever outfit you want. 
Um, and we had people that volunteered to do hair and makeup or you could do your own. And we all came in and we did this photo shoot um, for, the, for and so what's gonna happen is there's gonna be, he's gonna take one of your poses and put it on one of the guitars. Oh, and when the cool. guitars are purchased. That's awesome. Yeah, when the, when the guitars are purchased, part of the proceeds are going to the women's shelter in New Bern, right? And then they're going to put them up in the art gallery down there. So I'm looking for an art gallery here in Charlotte. So here's what's happening for us. November 12th, um, we're doing our first pennant project here. We're going to do it at a, a beautiful home uh, across the state lines in South Carolina. And uh, we've got 25 women here. They're going to do the same thing. But the most, and the reason why I wanted to do it here, and, and my bigger vision is the We Are Beautiful campaign. And the reason why is this. Here's what happened. You would see regular women like us. And they would show up and you would see kind of that nervousness and that anxiousness like, oh, my God, am I about to do this? <laughs> and it didn't matter if they were wearing a pencil skirt and a little, you know, a button up shirt or if they were wearing, you know, more whatever or a bathing suit. It didn't matter. Everybody was nervous. And what you saw is when they got in front of the camera, um, they were kind of being directed. So turn this way, turn this way, lift your chin. And when they would strike that right pose, everybody in the room would go, yes, yes. <laughs> and you would see their whole face and demeanor change. Like just that boost was amazing. And then so when it was over, um, they were just looking through the photos on, on Kathleen's. Um, Kathleen Harrison is our photographer. She's amazing. And she's coming here to do the ones in Charlotte. Oh, and so we were, Thank yes. you, Kathleen. And so we were doing them before, um, before they were edited or anything. And the girls were like, oh, my gosh, that's me. And, oh, my gosh, I look hot or I look cute or I look. And the impact that that small thing had made me want to grow it into something bigger. So when we do it here in Charlotte, we're going to do the same thing. Um, I'm looking for, we're going to put them on David's guitars. I'm looking for an art gallery and, uh, and I already know the shelter we're going to donate to. Um, but then my, my, my vision is in springtime. What I want to do is I want to do it in four cities, 2017. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at April-ish in 2017. And uh, we're going to do it here in Romare Bearden Park is where I want to do it in Charlotte. Um, but we have a park in New Bern and in um, Raleigh and in Greensboro. And here's what I want. I want 100 women in each city. And I want three to four photographers who are willing to come out uh, and donate their time. And, of course, you get promotion and things like that, right? So there's some benefit to donating your time um, and different people to help with hair and makeup. But I want you to come dressed in whatever makes you feel beautiful. So for some people, that might be, you know, a burqa or your gym clothes or pinup style, whatever makes you feel beautiful. We want you to come and bring those things. And we're going to actually, we're going to turn into a little bit of a documentary. And we're going to interview women before the shoot and then interview them after the shoot oh, to see the impact that That's it has cool. on them. So it's called the We Are Beautiful campaign. Um, and getting women to embrace everything about us. So the pennant project was so impactful on me the next morning don't judge me the next morning <laughs> we're I, working on not judging ourselves yes. and others i'm learning <laughs> to be gentle with myself so what happened is i got out of the shower the next morning and um and i had my head wrap on and i had a towel and i was you know pinup has a little bit of effect on you so i was like i I'm kind of cute. So, <laughs> so I literally had my towel and it covered the majority of it, but you could see a little bit of my curves in my hips. And I took a picture. I took a couple of pictures in front of the mirror. We went to do free hugs that day. And I, t I told them what I did. And Angelina goes, no way. I did the same thing. And the other girl that was with us goes, me too. So to step out of my comfort zone, I posted it on my social media. And I said, women, we have to not let people shame us. We have to not shame each other. 
We have to not shame ourselves. Um, it is okay to celebrate and accept every part of me and to, um, and to want to celebrate that and to whatever. And so that's what the whole thing is. No matter what your curves are like, no matter how many stretch marks we may have, no matter... Battle wounds. Yes. I call them, I call them love marks. I do. I call them love marks. Cool. Yeah. And beautiful. yeah, so it's just, that's what pinup project is about. That's what we are. Um, we are beautiful is about. And it's just enter. It's just bringing a lot of different people in my life that are on that same mission and on that same path. And, um, like here's the main path. And then we all kind of dabble in our own little things along the way. So that's beautiful. Thank you it's so awesome. much for doing that work. And I'm going to have on the page, um, some, Contact information awesome. for contacting Danny. Is there is there a specific website or a way for people to contact you? I know you have a Facebook, right? I do. I have a Facebook, which is Danny Cook, and then it says Dash Poet and Author, so that's there. Um, there's also a Free Hugs Dash Charlotte page that's mine as well. Um, all of the websites are being redone at the moment because. They don't represent. They don't represent yeah, everything changing. anymore. Things will change. You yes. need to understand that as you're doing change. It's not going to be a one size fit, especially as you're evolving. So I will update. The beauty of the internet is I can update as she gets <laughs> things developed. So if you're watching yeah. this later, you know, check that out. Yeah, the but, website um, is thisisdanny.com. Okay, right, but it's under construction right now because I have to kind of incorporate yeah, everything together, yeah. but. And that's how you do it, guys. It's, it's you know, I mean, I, it's very nice when you have, you know, a billion dollars and a full force of, of staff and, and things like that. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have these conversations and make them like girlfriend chats, I mean, I'd fly everybody in and hang out like this if I could, <laughs> but I can't. Right. But um, not yet. But it's because there's stuff behind there. Exactly. You're not going to, maybe you don't have your website. Maybe you don't, but you have a passion yeah. Right, you're aligning with your passion. It's kind of like when I became a mother. I mean, when you, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I think I know what the deal is. I mean, <laughs> they're cute, and I think I want to have a kid, or yeah. you end up that you're having a kid. Maybe you didn't think about it, right. <laughs> you know, whatever, and you just kind of go with it. That's our innate nature, and that brings yeah. me into a little last point about, you know, massaging that our 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 beauty and our power as the goddess as the guru or guide to ourselves is that quieting and tapping in which i hear you've done a lot of mm -hmm. um you know but but understanding that there's going to be an evolution and allowing for that quiet mm -hmm. we don't always have to be doing no no then there's a big difference between um oh what was i reading the other day we should be called because we're human beings we're not human doings but we always think we have to do and there's a certain time when you just have to sit back and allow things. And so it's this magical balance that is challenging to do where um, where you set your intention, mm. you put your action behind it, and then you release your attachment to the outcome and you allow it to be what it's going to be. I never thought that when I first started doing free hugs that it would have been, they would have talked about it in USA Today and all that other stuff. I never thought we'd be delivering sleeping bags to the homeless. And I never thought when I tapped into Angelina, we'd be doing pinup and we are beautiful, but you just allow. And the way that you stay in tune with allowing is that quiet time, is that meditation time. And there's a lot of different ways to meditate. I'm sure that Lisa over here has let you guys know, <laughs> right? But it's whether it's just breathing, whether it's guided meditation, whether it's, you know, chanting, whether it's, there's lots of different ways. But if you, if you practice mindfulness enough, it's almost like you stay in constant meditation. If you, if you do it and you stay tapped in, you'll know and recognize kind of where you are. 
but um, I'm learning. This is one that's difficult to me because I run an internet marketing company, right? So I'm always doing for everybody else, which is yeah. why my website's not done. But, <laughs> but, Isn't that the case? Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm learning now to disconnect and and turn it all off, and just even if it's just two to three minutes a day, it's just that deep breath and that quiet where you listen, um, and because you'll feel it. It sounds so silly. You know what? We, we always second guess our feelings. Like, is that me or is that something else? Is that, is that what God really wants? Somebody said that to me the other day. Well, you know, if, if, if it's what God wants, he's talking about something that was really good. Well, if God wants to bless me, I said, when would God ever not want to bless you? <laughs> like, what would that, what would that right. mean? Let go of that external and really figure out how, what works for you. For me, it's late time. I get by water and I get quiet and I get tapped in. And sometimes it's music. I say find your tools. Mm, that's really great because yeah. I mean the point is is if one of the one of the first things when I was starting uh, the idea of Belly Guru, I had listened to it was a um, I don't know who Oprah was talking to, but she had mentioned something where you know God speaks sometimes you know He speaks in whispers and then you know a little bit and then finally He throws a brick at your head like you know like if you got to be that person that got to have the brick in your head all the yeah. time and I see this especially now I you know naturally having been kind of a, a catalyst in some cash based businesses and things like that I'm getting people coming and asking me questions. And one of the things with medpreneurs or, you know, yoga therapists in the making or something, it's, it's this idea that, um, you know, if, if it's supposed to be, especially with the yoga teacher, your yoga therapist and things like that, well, if it's supposed to be, it's just going to happen. Like, I'm just going to walk into it. There's work. Like, you need to be ready for it. You know, like, yeah. you're not, as a parent, you might realize that. If you're a parent, you realize that you don't just, like, give your kid the keys to the car just because they turn, I mean, some parents do. But, uh, you know, yeah. and that's not my plan because you don't know what's going to happen. And, right. and, you, and the worst thing in the world, I think, is to be given an opportunity and you're not ready to take it. Yeah. Because it's like worse than never getting it. Yeah, it is because you mess it up. You don't, you don't understand how to work it to your advantage and to the way that it's supposed to happen. And that's why the intention and the, and the action is important. Those two things happen before the allowing takes place. So follow me. If you're just trying to make things happen, right? If if something is coming about specifically because you're going after it, you hear the words grinding. I'm on my grind. I'm chasing my dreams. Yeah, my hustle. I hate those my hustle. Words. I hate those. And because let me let me illustrate for you. Grinding. Imagine if you're sharpening a pencil. I'm going old school because I'm 43. So just <laughs> there was a days there was a day when you know you had these little grinding pencils, right? So to sharpen your pencil, you would grind and you would wear it down till there was always nothing. There's almost nothing on these pencils. They'd be sharp as heck, but tiny and not as effective, right? So I don't like the word grind because if you grind and grind and grind, you're grinding until there's nothing left, right? So I don't like that word. And what I've learned is that the more you chase something, the more it runs from you, mm -hmm. right? So saying I'm chasing my dreams, no, 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 no. I'm doing my work. I'm setting my intention. I am ready for and, my dreams. And I'm ready for my dreams. And I'm allowing, yeah. I'm allowing my dreams allowing. to manifest within my life. And so that's the difference between those two things um, is not pushing and, and thinking that, oh, you can make something happen. Because even though you can, we've all made some relationships work, right? Yeah. Sometimes we, I mean, some people have made marriages happen. Yeah, you can make anything happen. See, that's the thing. You can. Right. But, but there's a choice. Yes. And it doesn't, if it's not, if it's not what it's supposed to be, you have to learn your lesson 
in it, right? And if you don't learn your lesson, guess what's going to happen? You're going to make it happen again, and you're going to make it happen again until you learn the lesson, and then you allow it to be what it's supposed to be. And so we have to understand the difference between intention and action that, that, that brings about allowance and manifestation, and then attention and action and action and action and action. Right, and just um, going and going and making something. it. Yeah. yeah, that's such a great point. And so I could talk forever. About <laughs> we're going to have to have another um, interview. But um, thank you so much, Danny, for, for being me. part of this. And again, I will have the um, information on the page, but do look up some of the things. Um, you know, the free hugs, look in your own town. Who knows when it'll be coming to a town near you? You can start it where you, you can are. start it where you are. Contact Danny Cook for information on that. And if you are working on, you know, I hope this conversation showed you that it's not always a pretty picture, mm -mm. but you're totally normal and you're probably on the right track <laughs> yeah. when you're feeling the resistance. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, Danny. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening into this episode of Owning Her Health with Dr. Lisa Holland, PT. To learn more about her personal and professional development service, visit her online at drlisahollandpt.com.